In the year 1413, something magical happened in China. Ziang He, an admiral in the Chinese navy under the Ming Dynasty, returned from a trip to Africa. Prior to returning to China, Ziang stopped in Somalia to pick up a very special gift for the emperor. Well, actually, he picked up two very special gifts for the Yongle emperor. Once the ship was docked and the sailors began unloading the treasures they had acquired during their travels, the emperor's two gifts stepped off the ship and were taken straight away to be presented to him. The gangly, almost unnaturally tall creatures proceeded cautiously, led by Ziang and his men. As they proceeded, any passers-by would have been shocked at the sight, laying eyes on these beasts for the first time and not fully understanding what they were seeing. They had never seen anything like it before. The creatures had ivory fur with brown markings that seemed to follow a random pattern. They were so tall a grown man could walk underneath them. Their legs were long and knobby, capped with hooves at the end of all four legs. Their necks seemed stretched, and they tapered as they went higher, coming to a head almost laughably small compared to the large size of the rest of the animal. On top of the head perched two blunt horns. They were mysterious, to say the least. But once the Yongle Emperor saw the creatures, he immediately knew what had been brought to him. He was pleased to see such symbols of wisdom and leadership arrive in China during his rule. After all, the arrival of the creatures only proved he was a wise leader. And so, he announced confidently that these creatures were, undeniably, a pair of Keelin. Keelin are mystical creatures that seem to have originated in China, but they also have a presence in Japan and Korea. They are similar to creatures like the griffin in that they are kind of a mishmash of creatures. The Keelin is said to have a horse-like body, although this can also be the body of a deer or an ox, and it has cloven hooves. It usually has a tail like an ox's. It has long, thick eyelashes, and its head is usually very similar to a Chinese dragon with a mane and a beard, but also can be tiger-like in appearance. Its body is usually covered in scales, and it is often depicted ensconced in flames. Sometimes the scales will shimmer with colorful radiance. They can live to be over 1,000 years old. 
Pilin are sometimes compared to the Western world's unicorn, but the only real comparison between the two is that Kilin are sometimes depicted with one horn or one antler in the middle of the head. They can also have two horns or antlers, and sometimes they even have three. It is said that the voice of the Kilin is gentle, like the tinkling of bells. The Kilin is considered to be one of the four auspicious beasts of ancient China, the other three being the dragon, the phoenix, and the tortoise. Interestingly, only one non-mythical creature makes the list. Sometimes there is overlap between the four auspicious beasts and the four divine beasts of Chinese lore. When these overlap, the Qilin is replaced by a white tiger. The divine beasts each represent one of the cardinal directions, an element, and a season. The auspicious beasts are sometimes called the four divinities, which is likely where the confusion between the two lists comes in. The auspicious beasts as a group represent longevity and prosperity and are considered to be the rulers above all other animals. The dragon rules all animals with scales. The tortoise rules all animals with shells. The phoenix rules all animals with feathers. And the kilin rules all animals with fur and hair. In China, the kilin's ranking on the list of beasts has varied depending on the time period and who the ruling dynasty was. In Japan, the Kilin has been considered the most powerful of the four beasts, finding its place above two other powerful Japanese creatures, the Ho'oh, which is a powerful bird, and the Tatsu, which is a type of Japanese dragon. Coincidentally, the Kilin is also associated with the birth of an auspicious great person, often a ruler. Chinese lore tells that a Qilin approached the mother of Confucius while she was still pregnant with him. This Qilin presented a jade tablet or some other article of jade to the woman, marking the universe's acknowledgement of the great man the child would become. The jade was inscribed with the foretelling of the deeds he would perform and the wisdom he would come to represent. When a Kilin was injured years later, it was taken as foreshadowing as the impending death of Confucius. Chinese lore also tells that the first Kilin people claimed to see would often wander the palace of the emperor Huang Ti in 2697 BCE. Huang Ti was a man of prosperity and eminence who united the tribes of China invented musical instruments, and taught the Chinese how to use bricks to build homes. Akilin is said to have been present at the death of Huang Ti, to escort him to the afterlife. The Akilin's association with people of favor and wisdom 
is why the Yongle Emperor was so pleased to see his two Qilin arrive on China's shores. After all, this solidified his place as a man and leader of greatness. And to him, it didn't matter that Qilin and giraffes had very few similarities. After he declared the pair of giraffes as Qilin, China's idea of the Qilin's appearance changed to include a version of the creature with a longer neck and more giraffe-like features. This connection between giraffes and Qilin became so prominent that the Korean word for giraffe is girin and the Japanese word for giraffe is kirin. These words are often used in these countries to describe the Qilin as well. In some stories, the Qilin also has the ability to tell the difference between right and wrong. While it has a fearsome appearance, it would only bring harm to wrongdoers. Innocent and righteous people were exempt from the fire and strength of the Qilin. But in most stories, the Qilin is gentle and divine. In fact, the Qilin is said to be so gentle that it does not walk on the ground for fear of hurting a single blade of grass. The Qilin instead bounds across clouds to reach its destination and is even capable of walking on the surface of water. Its diet does not include any type of meat lest it harm another creature. Sometimes, the ki is considered to be the male version of the creature, while the lin is the female, and together they represent completion and goodness. Ki lin can be associated with fertility, especially with the desire for conceiving sons, and they function like a stork, bringing babies to deserving families. There is a creature similar to the Qilin in the lore of China and Japan called a sinew. The sinew is similar in appearance to the Qilin, except its mane is shaggy and unkempt, and it has a more feral appearance. The sinew is a hardy creature that was said to know the difference between right and wrong, even replacing the Qilin in some stories. It would be called upon to determine guilt or innocence in the courts. If the sinew found a person guilty, it would look them in the eyes and then run them through with its horn. The Qilin and sinew are so closely related that the Japanese Kirin looks similar to a sinew while acting benevolent and gentle like a Qilin. There is a Japanese company called the Kirin Brewing Company that includes a picture of a Japanese Kirin on the label of their beer. The creature has a single backward-facing horn in the middle of its head and has a ragged, feral appearance, much like a sinew. In 2012, North Korea made a shocking announcement as many announcements from North Korea are. Kim Jong-un had discovered a Giren lair. 
This was apparently previously known information, but the announcement was to confirm the knowledge of the lair. Unfortunately, there was no longer a Girin living there, but it was declared this had been the lair of the Girin ridden by King Tongmyong, who founded and ruled the Koguro Kingdom between 37 and 19 BCE. This claim solidified North Korea's capital city, Pyongyang, as the capital of ancient Korea as well. This cave is located near the Yongmyong Temple in Pyongyang and has a carved stone sign right outside of it that reads, Girin Lair. The way this story was told in English news sources referred to the Girin as a unicorn, adding an additional level of laughability with English-speaking audiences. A sign declaring Unicorn Lair seems as ridiculous as Wiley Coyote setting up a this-way sign for the roadrunner, only to fall for his own trick. And the story is completely ridiculous, but the ridiculousness of the story comes from the inflated claims of greatness and superiority from the North Korean government. The oversimplification of the Giren or Kilin to a unicorn for Western audiences diminishes the individuality and importance of the Kilin to multiple countries. The Kilin has a large amount of cultural significance and even ties back to religions like Taoism and Buddhism. Kilin statues are sprinkled across China. Korea, and Japan, and the Kilin even has its own dance. The Hakka people of China created this dance, and while it shares similarities with the lion dance often seen during Lunar New Year celebrations, it is unique in its steps and the music most often accompanying it. Kilin statues are often tasked with guarding tombs, acting as one of the animals along the sacred way. The sacred way is the path leading to tombs of emperors or other people of high rank or regard, and it served to guide the way of the deceased spirit as they left behind their body and traveled to their ancestral burial grounds. Sacred ways can be extremely long, even up to a few miles so there may be multiple Kilin present along the way. And there's an important distinction to make about the Kilin here. While the Kilin represents goodness, wisdom, gentleness, honesty, and prosperity, it has historically been reserved for royalty and the upper class. Kilin were, for the most part, inaccessible to regular people for centuries. Kilin represented auspicious leaders, high-ranking officials, and other people with power and prestige. They were an important aspect of multiple cultures, and still are to this day, but it was not until more modern times 
that the Keelin became accessible to everyone. It became something to look to, to strive to be like, and to work to please. After all, coming across a Keelin and not being a good person could end very badly. In today's world, the Keelin is a symbol, not a creature that most people believe exists. It is an important part of history and rich cultural heritage. Many Keelan statues stand today, whether along sacred ways or other places in cities and countrysides. The chimerical appearance of the creature makes each one somewhat unique, able to have the characteristics needed by the person imagining it. The Keelan speaks to the creativity inherent in so many Asian myths deserves a far better distinction than the Eastern Unicorn. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Wives. Access bonus content and episodes and help me continue to create content by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash wisepodcast. If you have requests or suggestions for future episodes, you can reach out to me on Twitter and Instagram at awisepodcast or email me at awisepodcast at gmail.com.